You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Chicago Bears' first injury report of 2020 brings good news for David Montgomery and bad news about the Bears' pass rushers. Welcome into the Locked On Bears podcast, brought to you by NFL Game Pass. This season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. See all the action from every game with full game replays, or you can rewatch an entire game and catch every play in just 45 minutes with condensed games. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm an analyst for Pro Football Focus, and I cover the Chicago Bears for Bears Wire. I'm here to bring you your daily Chicago Bears news and analysis. Today we will be joined by Matt Deary, the host of Locked on Lions, for our first crossover Thursday of 2020. We're going to preview this week one matchup and get his perspective on some of the changes the Lions made this year and whether that will lead to more success for Detroit. But first, we need to turn our attention to the Week 1 injury report. Matt Nagy was not required to publicly disclose any injuries until Wednesday, the first official injury report before Week 1. And the list included some names we were expecting and some names that we weren't at this point. I think... Everyone wanted an update on what David Montgomery's status would be with the groin injury he suffered a few weeks ago. The initial report when it happened was that it would be a two- to four-week injury, and the Sunday game against the Lions will be just over two weeks, I believe, since that injury had occurred. So personally, I had sort of expected David Montgomery to open up the week not participating because of that groin injury, that maybe by Thursday or Friday he could practice a little bit and be a game-time decision. That's kind of what I was expecting, but instead he was listed as limited on the Wednesday injury report, meaning he was able to take at least some part in practice. It's, it can be very little to still be qualified as limited, and the Bears definitely want to keep it a mystery as to whether or not David Montgomery will play But for now, I think it's encouraging news that he's at least limited and not just sitting out completely. The one player who did not participate at all was outside linebacker Robert Quinn. And all of a sudden, the concerns about his missed time in training camp feel very real. Like before, you know, at one point, Matt Nagy said he was excused for personal reasons for like a practice or two. And then sometimes they kind of passed it off as a veteran day off here and there for him. But now, all of a sudden, he's listed with an ankle injury. And Matt Nagy had never mentioned anything about an ankle injury when talking about Robert Quinn's absences in the past. And the fact that he didn't participate at all on Wednesday would suggest he would be farther behind than, say, David Montgomery, for example, who wasn't sure if he would be this far along. So I think even though the Bears kind of continue to downplay Robert Quinn absences, it's Still, I think, a legitimate concern as to whether or not, at this point, whether or not he's going to be able to play on Sunday. I mean, until his status at practice or until we get something more concrete from the Bears, I'm wondering if we're going to see a lot more Barcavius Mingo than we were initially thinking, in some part because Khalil Mack is also already on the injury report. He was limited at practice Wednesday with a knee injury. The other players who were limited, offensive lineman Jason Spriggs 
wide receiver Javon Wims, and then Cordero Patterson was limited with a knee injury and is listed as a wide receiver on the injury report, which is another interesting little nugget there. Again, now David Montgomery and Cordero Patterson battling injuries before week one could mean a heavy dose of Tariq Cohen and Ryan Nall in the backfield to start, but it's a, a precarious group of injuries. It's not a lengthy list of guys who are unable to go, but a list of guys who might not be 100%. By the time Sunday comes around, I should note that Jermaine Effetti is also listed on the injury report as a full participant with an apparent tricep injury. But I'm especially concerned about these edge rushers because that's the whole focus of this Bears defense. Like we talked about with Ryan Pace's comments on yesterday's podcast. He talked about how he values the pass rush more than the coverage because he feels that being able to affect the quarterback with your pass rushers is going to be critical to this defense's success. And so having both Robert Quinn on and Khalil Mack on your injury report is not how you want to start your 2020 season. Uh, a group with uh, on the field with Barcavis Mingo and James Waters, I mean, your, your depth at outside linebacker is not phenomenal. It's not experienced. And, I mean, it's hard to have three, four great pass rushers, but certainly there's always going to be a step back behind Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn. So we'll definitely be monitoring that closely as the week goes on. And then Montgomery and Patterson as well. I mean, you would ideally like to have your starting running back and your new running back chess piece healthy to start establishing this new offensive identity. And it feels like it would be a very different offensive identity in the running game if it's Tariq Cohen and Ryan Nall versus having David Montgomery right there in that mix. The one silver lining is that it makes it that much more difficult for the Detroit Lions to prepare for. If you're trying to scheme up to stop Khalil Mack and design all your protections that way and then for whatever reason if he or Robert Quinn isn't able to go that'll throw some things off and if you don't know who's going to be in the backfield for Chicago that can be a little bit difficult to come together on too so it's already an unpredictable start of the season and this week one injury report is only adding to the mystery but we're going to try and at least get some answers from Matt Deary from the Locked On Lions podcast here as we kick off crossover Thursday next on Locked On Bears. Next week after the Lions game and after every game this season, we're going to break down the All-22 film here on the podcast and see just what we can learn by going in a little bit deeper. And the only place that we can get All-22 NFL film is from NFL Game Pass. This season, get football on your time, where you can catch every snap from every game with full game replays, or you can see all the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. Relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game, every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle, all in one place. And NFL Game Pass is the only place you can replay every game, all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes, where you go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. Learn from the best, like Akeem Hicks and Eddie Jackson, among others. Learn from the best, like Akeem Hicks, Eddie Jackson, and many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films archive. So go to nfl.com slash gamepass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass where football never stops.
All right, let's dive into this Bears-Lions Week 1 matchup. On a Thursday edition of the Locked On Crossover Week 1, Matt Derry, Locked On Lions, Lauren Cox, host of Locked On Bears. Exciting to get this thing started. Lauren, what's going on, buddy? Hey, it's been a, a weird preseason, if you can even call it a preseason, but like you, I'm, I'm glad to have like a real actual football game on Sunday at noon, or one Eastern oh. for Detroit, you know. <laughs> No question, brother. It's uh, it's good to hear your voice. It's exciting that we're uh, we're getting this underway and going. Again, Matt Derry, Lauren Cox, Locked on Lions, Locked on Bears, the Thursday crossover. Lions will host the Bears Sunday at Ford Field. Uh, Lauren, let's go back and forth a little bit. Let's start with the Lions. Uh, optimism here, pretty, pretty good. I, I think people are into this team. They like what they're seeing. The addition now of Adrian Peterson, a healthy Matthew Stafford. Lions feeling pretty good about where they are right now. They feel like the additions on defense, Jamie Collins, Jeffrey Okuda, uh, and some of the other parts that things will turn around in year three under Matt Patricia and year five under Bob Quinn. What's the feeling in Chicago right now? Boy, you know, the feeling in Chicago, at least coming out of the coaching staff and stuff, it sounds eerily similar to the things they were saying before last season about how you know, Mitch Trubisky is going to take the next step and this offense is going to be innovative, exciting with a lot of different weapons coming in here and so many different things are going to be hard to predict. And this defense is still going to be the same defense it's been with some great pass rushers and, you know, great front seven and the secondary will be able to get by. And that was all fun and great last season entering the year. And then it finished eight and eight and a, a huge quarterback competition, you know, was the result of that. And now, it feels like we're back pretty much where we started and the bears are kind of just saying, trust us, it's going to be different this time around. And there's some question about how much trust they've earned at this point. You know, it's, it is a new offensive coordinator. It is a new offensive line coach. They've kind of been banking on that to be a little bit of a difference maker that they brought in Jimmy Graham and revamped the tight end position, albeit with Jimmy Graham and not necessarily a young player necessarily, but there's reason to think this team will be decent. It's just a matter of are they going to be playoff good or are they going to kind of hover back in this, you know, seven, eight, nine win range? It's interesting looking at their team. Obviously, the defense is is still where they're. It, it looks like you guys are buttering your bread. Tell me about these injuries here. Um, you know, with Khalil Mack and and and, and Quinn. Um, everybody okay on that side of the ball? Will everybody play? You think, or what's the talk right now? Yeah, so Khalil Mack is limited, and I think that's just sort of your typical veteran. You know, training camp was rough for everybody being a little bit banged up, but Robert Quinn's the one that's a little bit bigger of a question mark. That He hasn't really practiced in the last couple of weeks, and he was slow throughout training camp. At one point, he was had, had excused from practice for a couple of days because of some sort of personal reason that was never publicly announced, but... The team kind of says, well, he doesn't need to practice that much because he's just going to come in and rush the passer. And it doesn't take a lot of reps to get up to speed on rushing the passer. But it's a it's a real question mark at this point in the week. I think the Bears continue to say, we think he's going to play, we think he's going to play. But never good to start a Wednesday practice out before you've even had any real game to get on the field. And the Bears do not have great depth at edge rusher. They signed Barcavius Mingo, the former first-round pick. Boy, I believe the Cleveland Browns then bump, bounced around to the Patriots and the Colts and the Seahawks and the Texans. Really kind of a, a reclamation project at best there. If he was, if he had to start, it would be a huge drop-off in pass rush there and a couple of other young guys no one will have ever heard of behind them. And on top of that, they're banking on this pass rush 
being what holds this defense together because they made some changes in the secondary. They lost a little, another little bit of talent, and there's some inexperience there, some new faces in there that they really believe that pass rush is going to be the key to this defensive success. And so having both of your top pass rushers that you're paying a lot of money to on the week one injury report before any games have been played, definitely a real red flag right now in Chicago. Oh, I, I think there's no 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 question about it. Uh, you know, I was mentioning uh, about this the other day on the show, and maybe you'll agree with me, but you look at this this matchup and you say, all right, if I'm the Bears, I'm lining Quinn, I'm lining up uh, Mac on that left side to go up against the right tackle, uh, Big V Vitae, the new the newest line at right tackle, and of course a rookie guard in Jonah Jackson. Kind of know what you're going to get with the Lions on that left side of the offensive line, but Boy, oh boy, if you're Halapala Vui uh, Vitae at right tackle, your first game as a starter, free agent pickup, and you got to go up against Mack and Quinn, I would think the Bears would scheme that way and attack that right tackle spot. Absolutely, and I think they like Akeem Hicks against Jonah Jackson at right guard. That's been Akeem Hicks' go-to kind of spot there, is taking advantage of rookie inexperienced right guard. So they absolutely need those pass rushers to take advantage of that right side and make Matthew Stafford's job difficult because yeah, I was a big fan of what Stafford was doing last season before the injury. I, I think he can have a really good season, and I think being able for the Bears in their secondary, starting their own rookie cornerback on the outside, and with these Lions wide receivers and some of the experience and talent that they bring, I have some concerns about this Lions offense being able to do some damage against this Bears secondary if the Bears can't consistently keep Stafford uncomfortable in the pocket. No, it's a great observation by you, Matt Derry, Locked on Lions. Of course, Lauren Cox, Locked on Bears. Thursday crossover, week one. That's the thing, Lauren, here in Detroit is, you know, will the defense pick it up? Will Matt Patricia in year three get the defense that he wants uh, performing at that level? We know it's always kind of been bend but don't break, but can they get some stops? But, you know, if Stafford's healthy, there's people talking about MVP candidacy for him. And with the weapons that he has now with Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, Danny Amendola, all healthy, they're four, five, and six wide receivers. They really like Marvin Hall, Quintez Cephas, and Jamal Agnew is kind of this, you know, guy they're going to put in the slot, guy they're going to put in motion, bubble screens. They love what they have around Stafford. Now you throw in Adrian Peterson, a, a noted Bears killer, although who didn't he kill in the NFC North when he was in Minnesota? <laughs> So with DeAndre Swift, who health-wise with the hip, we'll see how he is. on Johnson, they feel, is healthy. And then TJ Hawkinson in year two at tight end was a top-10 draft pick. The Lions should score some points. The question is, like you said, the Bears' defense is pretty good. Uh, can they keep Stafford upright, which it's really never been a huge issue against Chicago. I've always talked about on our crossover shows and the shows we've done with the whole crew of the NFC North, the Vikings just destroy Stafford, but, you know, I think the Lions will score plenty of points on Sunday, and their big issue, as weird as it is, has been stopping Trubisky, who, for some odd reason, has owned Detroit over the last couple of years. It's made no sense. Yeah, that's been, like, the one of the underlying talking points in Chicago is, like, well, in theory, Trubisky should have a good start to this season. He should be able to start on a good foot just because this Lions defense hasn't been any trouble for him. I think some of it has just been from a scheme standpoint. The Lions don't necessarily disguise a lot of what they're trying to throw at quarterbacks, a lot of just man coverage more than most teams in the NFL. And you know, Trubisky then doesn't have to like think too much or read too much and can just 
you know, know what the routes are and throw to where this receiver is going to be and not have to worry about a player in zone coverage coming over there and surprising him that he wasn't expecting. And I think part of it, too, is the Lions' pass rush, especially in the last couple of seasons, hasn't necessarily been great at getting after Trubisky. So that allows him to kind of be comfortable and slow it down. But, yeah, I'm, I'm envisioning some level of a shootout. I'm guessing that's going to be a, a thing for a lot of Lions games this season. But I'm also curious on just how sloppy both of these teams are, that even if on paper it's like, oh, yeah, this there's some real firepower here. Having not played a single preseason game or very many even live reps at practice, I think we're going to see a lot of missed tackles, a lot of miscommunication, mis-execution, and maybe even more injuries than we've been used to. Matt and Lauren doing the Lockdown Lions, Lockdown Bears crossover on this Thursday, getting you ready for Sunday's game at Ford Field. We're brought to you today by our friends at rockauto.com. Look, family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. If you're going to the store, whether you're in Illinois, whether you're in Michigan, wherever you are, you're making a huge mistake. Because if you want auto parts, the place to go is right online. On your computer, tablet, phone at rockauto.com. You shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Get it done with Rock Auto. They've got everything from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet, whether it's for your classic or daily driver. Get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door with our friends at rockauto.com. Their catalog online is unique, easy to navigate. Just see all the parts available for your car or truck. Choose the brands, get it done, and they're delivered right to your door. Does it get any better than that? No. Best of all, prices are low at rockauto.com. Reliably low and the same for professionals and for do-it-yourselfers. All right. Why spend twice as much money on auto parts when you get them at Rock Auto? All right. So go to their website, rockauto.com. See all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need with our friends at rockauto.com. Welcome back. Thursday crossover, Matt Derry, Locked on Lions, Lauren Cox, Locked on Bears. Detroit will host Chicago on Sunday. Uh, you know, Lauren, you mentioned before, uh, guys stepping up, maybe some guys out of position, but no preseason. So there's not that August like hotness of, oh, this guy was great in the preseason. Wait till we see him in the games. Who, from what you've been told and, and from your observations at, at Bears camp, who has stepped up? What who are people talking about that is a little bit of a buzz in Chicago? And then I'll give you some Detroit guys. Yeah, the big one this preseason, uh, again, I don't know what to call it, preseason training camp, <laughs> Jimmy Graham of, of, of all people. And I, I think really? it's ma- mainly because he's the new guy and because the bar was on the floor last year. I mean, the Bears didn't have a tight end in 2019 with over 100 yards on the season. So a lot of that was injury-based and rotating a lot of different guys in there. So if Jimmy Graham can come in and have 500 yards this season, it'd be five times better than anything they had last year. So I think to some extent, it's just by comparison, Jimmy Graham has looked good, but it sounds like he's moving really well for his age. He's a little bit reinvigorated, feeling a little bit, not necessarily like more pressure, but just really excited to be in this offense, in this locker room, and kind of bringing along the rookie tight end, Cole Komet, who's also been another one of these names that people have been excited about. But if you want to throw like a a real sleeper on there, the rookie fifth-round pick, Darnell Mooney, is kind of a speed guy that they like as a potential deep threat to move in here just as a as a rotational wide receiver at that spot. But also, Cordero Patterson going to play a lot of running back, and everyone's curious to see how that's going to go. Interesting. Um, What is, I'll give you some names myself. I want to get back to this running back thing, but um, 
certainly for Detroit right now, uh, I think people are expecting Deshaun Hand to step up. That's a name that you look across that two deep right now that the communications department put out. And he's a starter at defensive end. I think he's going to play some DN, some D tackle. That's a guy that really needs to step up. Julian O'Quar, the third round pick. Everybody's talked about Okuda and DeAndre Swift, but I think Julian O'Quar is going to be a, a big fee, key and factor right off the bat in getting to the quarterback because the Lions have had issues doing that. People love Tracy Walker at safety, Deron Harmon. They love his uh, uh, leadership back there. And I mentioned before Jonah Jackson, a, a rookie right guard where this really hasn't been a competition. It's It's been Jackson's spot. Um, so I mentioned Jamal Agnew before. I'll be interested in seeing how Daryl Bevel utilizes him in the passing game and maybe even on some reverses or some bubble screens, like I said. Um, so those are some guys certainly to, to keep an eye on. What, what about this Bears running game? First possession of the game, who, who's behind Mitchell Trubisky in your mind? The Bears are hoping it's David Montgomery because his groin injury, it happened about two weeks ago, and they said it was going to be a two- to four-week injury, and he was limited on the first injury report this week, which is probably honestly better than I expected. I, I expected him to at least be out for the first you know, on the first injury report and maybe be a game time decision by the time we got to Sunday. But the, the fact that he's already listed as limited, I would expect they're going to trot him out there. But I think we're going to see quite a bit of Tariq Cohen. And then what level of, of Cordero Patterson is the big mystery of this offseason? He's been working with the running backs in the running backs room, with the running backs coach, learning the full position, not just like what the Patriots did with him, where they basically had two or three plays that they would just run over and over with him in the backfield, and it was really just kind of a, a couple of games that he was featured in that spot. They seem to want him to do a full-time running back role, but also still line up and play some wide receiver as well, and just kind of be a playmaker that get the ball in his hands somewhere in the backfield, whether that's passing it to him or handing it off or a toss, and let him do some work after the catch. So I would expect if 100% healthy, they still want to make this the David Montgomery show. But if Montgomery is out, they're going to be really kind of piecing together this running game and trying to develop an identity with Cohen and Patterson. And I would expect without Montgomery, we would see more Patterson. But if Montgomery's in the game, I think Patterson will end up doing a little bit more receiver and the running back thing will be a little overblown. Tell me about this quarterback situation. Look, we've, we've read about it ad nauseum. We've talked about it before with, with Trubisky and Nick Foles. If he plays poorly, which he's played very well against Detroit, but let's say Trubisky has a, a rough first half. I mean, is there a quick trigger with, with Matt Nagy to, to put Foles in or is Trubisky the guy and it's going to be weeks before they would make any kind of change? I don't think the trigger is halftime of week one. You know, even if the Bears are down 10 at half and he's thrown two picks in the first half, I don't think it's going to be quite that quick, but I wouldn't say it's going to be more than a few games of, of struggles. I think part of the issue here that has gotten overlooked is that, you know, the Bears, as much as they gave both quarterbacks equal opportunities, equal number of snaps, and made it a truly open quarterback competition in that way, Matt Nagy kind of admitted after the fact that, yeah, because we didn't have OTAs in minicamp, Nick Foles was at a little bit of a disadvantage because he didn't have the same timing with his receivers. And he did have to catch up a little bit in relearning this offense and the specific terminology they use in Chicago. So I think they kind of want a few weeks here for Nick Foles to continue to get more up to speed. And I, I can't help but feel like once Nick Foles is like one, I mean, I think Nick Foles could play right now if they needed him to, but I think he can get even closer to being even more comfortable in this offense. And that's, you know, two, three, four, five, six weeks into the season. Then I think that leash becomes shorter and shorter. But I'm giving Trubisky 
at least the first four games, unless he just really is terrible from the start. But that would have to be like even worse than he did last year. And I think he's got a little bit of a runway here because the Bears still want to see if he can show them something completely different that typically doesn't happen at this stage in their career. All right. I, I, I like the Lions Sunday. I'm going to pick Detroit to win. Uh, and I'll get more into it tomorrow on, on, on my show. But I, I just think Detroit's a better football team. I think they're improved up front. I think the the offense will score some points. And, I, you know, I, I just can't see Trubisky doing what he's done against Detroit over the last couple of years. And, of course, last season, the sweep and the, you know, the two games he played very, very well. And he was very, very efficient. I'm hopeful that Matt Patricia, with new defensive coordinator Corey Unlin, Brings the house, brings more heat. No more of this rush three, drop eight stuff. But watch for Jamie Collins. Pretty big pickup to be a guy maybe rushing a little bit more off the edge. Uh, so I, I like the Lions in this game. What, what do you think? The Bears, this is like the unstoppable force versus a movable object thing where the, the Bears offense has been so good against the Lions, but under two seasons, two previous seasons in Matt Nagy, they've been really bad in week one. Coming out of the gate flat, especially Trubisky and the offense, really not ever sharp to start the season and you know last season he went the whole preseason without playing in the preseason games they chose to basically create what they had done this year by force without preseason games so I I'm ex- it's it's hard to it's hard to balance them being bad in week one and also being good against Detroit but I, I tend to side with you I think it'll end up being a close one I think Trubisky will struggle a little bit more in this one than he typically has against the Lions and I, I'm with you that I think as of now the line the Lions look like they are set to be the better team. And assuming, like you said, defensive coordinator change and if the coaching and everything can kind of catch up in Detroit, I think they're they're in a position to be better than the Chicago Bears. But this is going to be up in the air for every team. I think we're going to see a lot of strange things that are very impossible to predict. But I'll, sli- I'll side with you. Uh, I think a close finish, but a Detroit victory. All right, Lauren, always a pleasure, my friend. Uh, all the best throughout the year, bud. Hey, you too. Hopefully, uh, not only your team, but your, uh, your 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 family and friends can all stay COVID-19 free and we can have a, a full, fun, healthy football season. No, amen. Absolutely. There he is, the voice of Lauren Cox, the voice of Locked On Bears. My name is Matt Derry. That's been Locked On Lions and the Thursday crossover edition right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks again to Matt Deary from Locked On Lions for joining us on the podcast today. If you enjoyed our conversation, Make sure you subscribe to keep up with all of our daily Chicago Bears news and analysis. If you want to learn more about the Bears opponent, go check out Deary's Locked on Lions podcast for some great in-depth local analysis. And you can look around the NFL. We've got a Locked on podcast for every NFL team, every Chicago Bears opponent this season. And every Thursday will be crossover Thursday here on the podcast where we'll bring in the local experts for every team to help make sure we understand the opponent every Sunday. On tomorrow's podcast, we'll update you on any injury developments or any changes to the Bears roster as a result. And then we will put our own little game plan together for how the Chicago Bears should take on these Detroit Lions, what the team needs to do to win, the key matchups, the key storylines, and everything you need to know for Sunday. In the meantime, enjoy having NFL football back on your television Thursday night. But don't forget to bear down.